Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rebuttal Sport Podcast for another week. I'm your host, Mick Brennan. And tonight, we've only got Shane. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, Michael. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Better than the big fella. He's feeling a bit poorly, apparently. So scratched, we've had to... Scratched at the barrier, mate. Well, I don't know if it was caught at the barrier. Or th- I, I don't the think he... yard? In yeah. the mounting yard? Yeah, I don't think he got the float to come to the to the to come to the ground. So, oh, I think he so, got in a float. I reckon scratched scratched at the mounting in the mounting yard. Yeah, no, you're probably right. But we hope he feels better next week, and uh, he, should, he should be back next week. So oh, I'm sure he will be, mate. He'll be uh, he'll provide us some feedback on tonight, and um, I'm sure he'll be back bigger than ever next week. Yeah, well, hopefully not bigger and for his sake. Well, better, <laughs> bigger and better. Bigger and better than ever. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, you want to we'll kick it off? We're only going to have two questions. Oh. Obviously, the big well, yeah, and we don't want to get two, too confusing. Just two questions, mate. I hope you don't lose count tonight. So let's see how you go. <laughs> so do I. Right, mate. So uh, my question to you this week is: uh, Did Lee Matthews get it right when he called Patrick Clips a uh, Patrick? Crips, <laughs> saying that he's aged badly and looks like a journeyman. No, I think that's premature. Um, he's battling. No doubt he's battling. Um, you know, he's uh, had an interrupted preseason again. You know, I think he had some uh, fractures of the back earlier in the year. And, you know, he's, he's a, definitely a, a battling and... You know, I always say you can't use injuries as an excuse. When you cross the line, you um, you you're fair game. And right now, yeah, the spotlight should be on him. He's not really performing to his usual high standard, but I don't think he's he's. Um, I think I think we'll see him answer some critics um, in the coming weeks. You know, he had a week off and then started forward last week. Struggled to get into the game, but I think to write him off as a journeyman at this point, you've got to remember. I think. 2019, he won the uh, MVP. Yeah, he won all the, all of them except for the Brownlow, I think it was. So he, he won all the awards. Third or fourth in the Brownlow. Uh, 2019, last year, injury um, sort of interrupted season. Uh, this year has been a bit the same. I'd say write him off at, at your own peril. Oh, I, I agree with you. Well, actually, I've got another question. So this is going to throw me counting out the window. Oh, mate, geez, here we go. <laughs> it's like a follow-up question, like 1.5. Um, at, at some stage, do you guys do you think that you guys will put the cue in the rack with him? And uh, when you, you know, when it's mathematically impossible for you to make finals, do you oh. we just put the cue in the rack and just tell him to go away? Well, if we were doing that, then he'd be he'd, he'd already be on a bus somewhere, mate, because after last week's performance, and we'll get into that, it, we're not playing finals. But I don't think he's that sort of player. He, you know, he he won't want to do that. He, he'll want to be there. He'll be thinking, what message does that send to, to everyone else? And he, he's a, a leader, and we don't have many at the club. And I'll talk yeah. to that a bit later. But, yeah, you'd probably like to see it, but I, I don't think it'll happen. All right, no, fair enough. Then let's let's move on, mate. Righto. Um, so, just let me bring up bring it up. So, Simone Biles has um, stood down. You know, I guess from certain events at the Olympics, withdrawn from events. Yeah. And just noting, you know, we've seen 
Naomi Osaka also in recent times, um, you know, obviously citing mental health as, you know, as their concern. Are we asking too much of modern day athletes? And then specifically leading on from that, specifically with the Olympics, is there is the, I guess, the the roster or whatever you want to call it, the schedule over the two weeks asking too much of some athletes and should we extend it? Uh, so, all right, so first thing is, uh, so good honour for putting a hand up saying I'm not coping and pulling out for mental health reasons. I think that uh, if she truly does have a problem, which I, which I believe she does, and I'm not here to question that, uh, then, then good honour for sticking a hand up at whatever hour and going, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Um, are we expecting too much of, of our athletes? Um, I, I, look, I heard one of the commentators talking about it the other day, and uh, I'm actually going to mention him in a minute. So, But um, he basically said that a lot of the, the pressure they put on them that's just put on them is, is internal. So they put more pressure on them than we could ever put on them apparently. So, and um, yeah, I, I think it was Thorpey that said it, right? So there we go. But like for him to say that with the amount of pressure that he's had on him through his career, you know, when he was obviously when he was swimming and stuff for him to say that, no matter how much pressure I had from the outside, I always put more pressure on myself to perform. I think that, yeah, maybe maybe there is that external pressure, but I think they put a lot of pressure on themselves as well. And the, um, do you think, you know, with two weeks, or I think it might be 16 days or something like that, do you think that's the right time frame or to fit all of the events into the, into the uh, Olympic schedule? I, I, so I think that for some of them, it's a bit of a stretch. Um, and I think like, if you look today, I think there was a, there was an event today. Uh, so I think Ledecky swam in the 200 meters freestyle. I think it was today. Um, and she, uh, no, she finished fifth. So. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. Yep, so okay. Katie, Katie Ledecky from, from America. Right. So she, yeah, yeah. she finished yeah, she fifth did. in the 200. Yeah. And, but she also had to swim the 1500 today. So, well, you're right. No, she didn't have to. But if she wanted to swim both of them, she could have, right? And she did. So do we maybe stretch it out a couple of days, make the swimming go for a week and a half, um, you know, stretch the athletics out a little bit? I remember back in the early 90s, uh, there was a runner from the US, Michael Johnson, was a 200 and uh, 400 runner. And that had never been done before. Everyone used to run one and two and then the four and the eight, but he ran the two and the four and had to lobby for years to get them moved because they were on the same day. And uh, he wanted to, and, and, and did win both of them, um, but he had to lobby to get it moved and, and, and stuff like that. So I, I think that maybe to be able to spread them out and, and you know, for him to be able to compete at different um, distances and stuff like that, I think that maybe it's a, it's a, um, to extend it out a little bit, but they are the best in the world for a reason, mate. And, you know, I think that you, you know, you have to be able to perform at, at you know, at that level for, for so long. And, and, you know, maybe they don't want it extended. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. So. 
Very good. I'm, I'm glad it's only one question each, mate, because uh, I think the podcast might have a time li- limit on it. So, <laughs> Mate, you asked me three questions in one. So... <laughs> well, I'm not sure about three, but anyway. <laughs> right, let's. Uh, there has been some other other sport on. There hasn't been much sport because apart from the Olympics and uh, and me and Cliffy did the preview podcast last week, and we're going to do a bit of a catch up after this one and and sort of talk about what's going on and, and all that sort of stuff. So we won't get too much into too much Olympics, but um, that, pretty much every other sport shut down except for the footy, I think. So, and um, not quite, but, you know, it, just, it feels like that. So, look, mate, the uh, the weekend come and go. And I, I said to you, I, I actually didn't watch any footy on the weekend. I had some other stuff on and, and didn't get any games in at all. And uh, with the other stuff I had on plus the Olympics. So, um, so well, I didn't I- even see the cat state care of Richmond, but... I tell you what, all the Richmond supporters are quiet, mate. I haven't heard from any of them. Yeah, they they are, they are quiet at the moment, mate. But I'm sure over the next couple of weeks they'll they'll get their voice back as it gets to September because a lot of people are writing them off. I actually think they'll make finals. Um, we won't see Dusty Martin again, so I'm not I'm not by any stretch saying that they'll make a prelim or anything like. That, but I think they'll definitely make finals. So we'll talk to that a bit later. But yep. On the weekends, yeah. Well. Um, there were some ordinary games. Um, there were some good performances and there were some very ordinary performances. So I'll mention it now. Uh, maybe that's why Chris isn't here tonight, but the Eagles got up over the Saints. Jeez, um, <laughs> <laughs> mate. If, if, if we didn't turn up after every time we gave the Eagles a bath and they had a win, there wouldn't be a podcast, mate. <laughs> but, uh, well, there would be every second week. The second I mean, week. <laughs> It'd be every fortnight. Um, yeah, look, and you know, Cats could win over Richmond, dominant early. Um, Essendon, they didn't. They decided that they actually wanted to go on holidays in September instead of playing footy, so they got beaten by the Giants. Uh, the Swans, yeah, really good uh, second half against against the Dockers. Uh, Crows against the Hawks was a close one. Top of the table clash. We talked about it. Melbourne, the Doggies. I tipped the D's. Thought if they brought their pressure. They could up, um, step it up a notch, and they did in certain parts of the game, but the dogs are too strong. And uh, o- ominous warning, and I think you could almost get the uh, the engraver out for the Brownlow now, mate. And I think I picked it at the start of the year. I That's think right. Bont Four and letters on it. Bont. B O N T. Bont. <laughs> Unbelievable. He is having some sort of year. The Lions, mate. I couldn't believe it. Early doors. I looked at that match. Um, the Lions. The Lions and the Suns, and at one stage I looked, and the Suns were up by five goals halfway through the second. I thought, you are kidding me. 27 really? points up. The Suns were up at twenty by 27 points at half time, And in the second half, the Suns kicked one goal, and the Lions kicked 13. Um, so they found a little bit of form, the Lions. So, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of form. And then... I wanted to talk about the Kangaroos v Carlton. And Carlton. Um, I've been saying it all year. I was very nervous about this match. And uh, I did have a, a call after the game from a, um, a long-time listener, first-time caller, shall we say. And uh, he was pretty <laughs> he upbeat. He still wears child-sized clothing. He was, he was pretty upbeat, the little man. And um, as I've said before, you got to get these sorts of things done early. So I took the call, copped a spray, 
he went easy, the, the, the little fella. He went easy on me. But <laughs> let's yeah. look. Uh, they, 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 they have system. I'm going to list the things that they have that Carlton do not have. Um, they have obviously a good coaching panel. Carlton do not. They have great system. When you watch them play, you know how they are going to play. They are going to attack the corridor. They are going to attack the corridor. If the corridor is not there, they don't do stupid things. They then go down the boundary. But when the corridor is there, they take it. And what they do is they get back in defence and they actually have a team defensive structure. These are all things that Carlton do not have. Yeah. In that third quarter, it it was like watching an AFL team versus a VFL team. That's how good North were compared to Carlton. Now, I'm not saying that North Melbourne are top four material or anything, but that's how bad Carlton are or how bad we were on, <laughs> on the, the third weekend. quarter. Yeah. And it was an absolute disgrace. There is a bloke there that's played now 297 games. It might be 298 now in Mark Murphy. And if that's the best effort he can put in, then he doesn't deserve to get the 300. And people go, oh, you can't say that. Well, guess what? You can say that because he has zero respect and zero pride in the jumper. And if that's what if that's what he's going to deliver, then I don't want – I don't. there's no banner. There shouldn't be a banner. There shouldn't be a celebration. It was terrible, absolutely terrible when he came on off the bench. And if that's what he's got to deliver, then don't give him the extra couple of games. It was it was shocking. There's um there's no defensive system, and um, still trying to zone off in today's game when it moves so fast, especially with the stand rule. You just can't afford to do that. You got to you got to put an arm across and play play man on man. And um, there's certain players in our team that aren't willing to do that. And if you're not willing yep. to do that, then you're going to get found out. And that that's what happened on the weekend. So, kudos to North. They were very very good. Uh, in that third quarter, and they put us to the sword. So just on that, mate. Just, just on that, mate. You should have, uh, you should have left the call because I think that the little fella's travelling around, and he probably only had phone reception <laughs> for the one day. <laughs> so you might have been no, right. <laughs> no, mate. It, it, it would have built up with interest. It would have built up with interest. That's the way. I saw it. So a few questions to be asked. You know, the Carlton reviews on being, and I won't make it all about the Blues, but the the reviews being undertaken at the moment. And that, that, that performance couldn't have come at a worse time for David Teague. So yeah. you've sort of got to ask yourself, well, you know, is he, is he the person? So the person isn't just – the right person for the job isn't just determined by, by uh, you know, what's the game style or defensive structure, but it's about have you got your players and, and you know, do they buy in? Uh, I just – I'm just not sure they – I'm sure when he speaks they listen – you know, he seems quite a calm sort of um, calm person, um, and I think he communicates really well. So that's all parts of being a great coach. I look at what you know. I think Collingwood brought in, you know, had Buckley brought in some new assistants back in, well, oh, might have been two thousand and seventeen. Um, they made, you know, they made a grand final and they made a, a prelim the year after, I think, and. Um, so that they they had impact, um, you know they obviously yeah. you know the Richmond's the one as well with Hardwick um, had and, a review and, and the puzzle. Sorry, Teague's only one piece of the puzzle, mate. 
Oh, exactly right. And I think, you know, there's they've, they've already got rid of Johnny Barker and there's a few other assistants there, Dale Amos and, and um, oh, another bloke from used to play for Essen, uh, Brent Stanton. I'm just not sure they're the right people there. So um, interesting times. So yeah. interesting times. Right, yes. Um, do we want to get to this week's games and, and do our tips? Yeah, let's do that, mate. Let's do that. Um, like, the games are a bit all over the joint, to be honest with you. So, well, well, it's a blockbuster Friday night, mate. Saints v Carlton. <laughs> um, oh, look, jeez. So, Surely, Harry Mackay. I was going to say, women's soccer's on on the Olympics instead. <laughs> look, I'll be watching. You know, I don't miss a match. Um, <laughs> I almost tuned out, mate, last weekend. That was a real test. I can't see him getting anywhere near St Kilda. Who would? Pretty good against the Eagles, but yeah, it's St Kilda win this, I think. Um, oh, but one thing, Charlie Kernow will be back. That's bloody brilliant news, mate. It's hardly played a game in two years. I hope he can just get through it and, and maybe um, kick a goal, um, take some marks. Be great. Good on him. Yeah, uh, good to see Charlie back. Um, I, I can't believe, even as with as crap as how you were, St Kilda a dollar forty six. I think that's. I think that's. Uh, no, that's overs, mate. I reckon. No, that's not overs, mate. Oh, no, that's I... overs. Sorry, yeah. No, you're right. I thought you're saying that's unders. Yes, that is overs, mate. They should be a dollar twenty. No, no, no. They should be like a dollar sixty. Oh, so... I say, what you're saying, it's unders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mate. No. Yeah. Mate. So anyway, uh, so but I'm tipping them though. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's what's the next match, mate? Uh, the next match, mate, we've got the, the Doggies and the Crows at uh, Mars Stadium, which I think is up the Ballarat way, isn't it, I think? That is Ballarat way. It'll be nice and toasty at Ballarat at uh, 11.50 a.m. on Saturday morning. <laughs> I know, mate. Uh, nah, doggies to me, mate, they're too strong. Yeah, doggies in the canner. Uh, another three. Uh, M. Bontempelli, three votes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it could be this round. It could be this round. Anywhere from now, in about you know six weeks' time, um, he could get three votes and win the brown low, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, out of reach. So next next one's danger game, I reckon. The informed North Melbourne versus the Cats. The little fella, when he spoke to me last week, was talking it up because obviously the little fella in the um, – Big fella, one of the big fellas anyway, are uh, touring around the country side at the moment, dodging yeah. border, dodging border lockdowns. Um, yeah, this down at Bluntstone Arena. Um, should get a decent crowd down there. Who you got? Uh, oh, look, mate, I'm going to tip the Cats, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I think we should be too good for North. Yeah, I agree. Um, next one up. I've got uh, here... So- Go. Yeah, no, next one, mate, is the uh Suns and the and the D's. Um, so somewhere in Victoria, I don't know where it's gonna be yet. Um so uh look uh Melbourne for me, mate. Yeah, I think um the Suns have done okay down in Victoria this year. Um I think they've they've won a couple down there, so but Melbourne I think they'll be um yeah, they'll they'll be fired up. So I can see them winning. Yeah, I reckon that that might be Marvel because there's no other game on Saturday at Marvel. We've got Mars, we've got TBC and MCG. So I think that'll be Marvel. 
Speaking yep. of the MCG, we've got Collingwood v the Eagles at the MCG. Uh, I don't care. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, if we've got a tip, I'm going to tip the Eagles, mate, for this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Collingwood at the MCG. I think, um, you know, we know the Eagles don't travel very well. I think Collingwood, they've been okay. They're in it until late against Port. Um, I think, yeah, they've, yeah, they got beaten by the informed Blues the week before that. So maybe they're not, they haven't been great. But no, I think that they've been okay. And I just think at the MCG, they, they might get up for this one. Uh, who you got next? Uh, look, mate, we've got uh, Essendon versus Sydney up at the Gabba, I think it is. So, uh, look, mate, Sydney are rolling. Uh, so, yeah, Sydney for me. Mate, I said this earlier in the year, and I'll say it again. Essendon-Sydney Swans, traditionally, really, really close matches. And I can see this being another one. They'll be – they won't be happy that they dropped last week. Um, so, just – and I think the Bombers will be fired up. You've got to stick with the Swans, but this will be close. Last, yeah, no, I think you're they, up. I think you're up. Last, earlier in the year, it was the Swans by three points. Last year, it was Bombers by a goal. Ten points, the one before that. And I reckon the one before that might have been a point, Gary Rowan after the siren. So this will be close, i give you that. But the Swans. Uh, yeah, mate. Um, so you got the next game? Hawks v Lions down at the University of Tasmania on Sunday. I think the Lions are back and uh, they'll be winning this. Uh, yes, I am, mate. The Lions, mate. So the next game, you've got GWS versus Port Adelaide. And uh, look, this one's actually not a bad game. Um, I think I'm going to go Port, but only just. Yeah, they don't travel too well either. So... Um... I think the Giants have been well, been playing well. They've been well coached, as we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks back. Port playing to keep that top four position, so I, I back them in here. And then the last match of the round is over in Perth, over Optus Stadium, Frio v Richmond. I think the Tigers get that done. Uh, yeah, I think so. Only just, I think that's going to be a lot closer than people think. Very good, mate. Now roll into a bit of overrated, underrated. Uh, yeah, look, mate. So I've got uh, – I sort of mentioned it a little bit before. So Ian Thorpe has been doing the, the commentary for Swimming on Channel 7, and I think he's doing a very, very good job. I didn't think he would be that good. and uh, But he's been fairly insightful and – doesn't uh doesn't carry on as much as some of the the other commentators of that have shall remain nameless Basil, um so yeah I'm, I'm putting Thorpey as my underrated uh this week so I reckon he's been good a bit refreshing. Righto, well my underrated this week is actually another uh, commentator on Channel Seven Olympics, but this time the basketball. And I've got to say, I've really enjoyed his commentary. And that is Andrew Bogut. I've actually really enjoyed his commentary. I think it's been quite refreshing. I think, um, you know, we usually get Andrew Gaze and he has been doing some of the commentary. But I've really liked Andrew Bogut. I think he's chucked a bit of comedy in there as well. He's been, you know, we know he's quite 
vocal on social media at times. He doesn't mind calling it as he sees it. He doesn't necessarily always just take the, you know, the, I guess the correct line. And he's happy to, if he sees something that's not right, or if he, you know, someone's not performing, he'll say as much. And I, I've really been enjoying that. I've been finding it quite refreshing. So I reckon Andrew Bogut's commentary, uh, underrated. So I actually haven't heard him. Um, oh, so because of because I haven't been chancing the fact that that Channel Seven won't cut to uh, oh, I don't know you know the the gymnastics or anything um, which apparently they did in the first game and I'm going to get to that with Cliffy uh, a little bit later on. Uh, so they cut away the last two minutes of the game, the first game. So so I've actually just been watching it on the stream, and you don't get the Channel Seven commentators on the stream. So yeah, you well, get like international sort of commentators. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do have them side by side or something, mate. So if it happens, watch it on the seven. But then if it happens, you've just got the your uh, device there streaming. Yeah, you can cut straight to it. Yeah, that's what you need to do, mate. Because it's it's been really good. So maybe I'll have a look at that for the next game. Yeah, I reckon it's a good idea. Overrated, mate. Who you got? My overrated is. So there's been a bit of talk around rivalries and and uh, and all that sort of stuff, right? In football or and, at the Olympics? What are we talking about? We're talking at the Olympics mostly, right? And there's a bit of a going around in football and stuff as well. But rivalries that actually have bad blood in them, right? I don't think there is as many and it's as like just I think the media build it up too much. Don't get me wrong. I think that, you know, like the, the one I'm talking about is the whole uh, – Titmus and, and uh, Ledecky bad blood, right? I don't think that they, I don't think they're going out for barbecues, but I don't think they hate each other. And uh, I think that, you know, for the most part, you'll find, and we've talked about it before, mate, with the footy and stuff like that, that, you know, they'll, most of them travel on the world circuit together and all that sort of stuff. And you see they're all fairly good mates and stuff. The cyclists are a prime example. Um, obviously they were racing with and against each other in the, you know, the tours and, and all that sort of stuff. And I don't think there's, there's that much genuinely bad blood. Don't get me wrong. I think they want to beat them, but I don't think there's actual bad blood there. So that's what I'm going with rivalries with actual bad blood. That are, there's not that many and they're overrated. It's funny. I watched the front bar. I think it might've been last week and they had the Olympic special and they, um, they had, uh, enemies on there. And they talked to her rivalry with uh, Victoria Pendleton, who's the English yep. cycle. And then she actually said that they actually get along really well, but it was just the media that portrayed them to be, you know, that they actually portrayed Annemiers to be this, you know, a, I guess a bad rival. And she was telling a story how she got to Heathrow Airport when the Olympics were over there, which I think might have been oh, 2012. Was it? Yep. Um, and they, um, yeah, they got to, she got to the, she got to the check-in at, 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 um, at the airport and they, she hands over a passport and that sort of stuff. And she goes, oh, oh, yeah. the, the, the guy was like, oh, g'day, how you going? Oh, good luck and everything. And then he looks at the name and he goes, oh, oh, you're Annemir's sort of thing. And she's like, yeah. And he's just didn't say a word after that. Basically just gave her <laughs> daggers, right? Just gave her daggers. And then, um, and then as he handed her passport back and stamped it and everything goes, oh yeah, um, congratulations on winning silver. 
right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's uh, just like he goes, they were just, just she was just made out to be this terrible person. So yeah, it's and it's and it's true, right? So I, for those who don't know, I ran a basketball club over here, just a local one, you know, domestic sort of competition. Um, and it was fairly big, right? 30 odd teams and everything like that. And, and uh, the guy who ran the second biggest club, um, everyone just assumed we hated each other because we'd have like, you know, coaching against each other all the time. There's a bit of a rivalry going with the coaching and stuff like that. And everyone assumed we hated each other. And because, oh, you know, your club versus his club. And I'm like, we were actually really, really good mates. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and when I wound my club up, I sent as many players to him as I could, like, you know, and uh, and looked after him and stuff. Like it was, it was actually really funny. The people, the amount of people that thought we hated each other, and we're actually genuinely really good mates. Like have Barbies and everything. So um, it's it's kind of funny the the perception that some people have. So anyway, uh, what's your uh, overrated there, mate? Oh, that was well, that was yours. Wasn't no, it? Well, no, it wasn't. No, that was no, mine. no, that was yours. Um, look, I guess we could. I'll refer to this as um, this is a real Todd Woodbridge sort of moment. Uh, one that where you <laughs> where you actually hate him, think he's overrated, and I actually don't mind him. And uh, oh, you won't believe my overrated was actually Ian Thorpe. So I found his commentary for the pool for the swimming to be quite bland and a bit repetitive. He just seems to have the same lines over and over, and I just really haven't enjoyed his commentary at all. So, um, and that's. Yeah, I, I I just haven't haven't enjoyed it. I just sort of found him a bit. I don't know. Just um, um, fair enough, mate. Each to their own. A bit, a bit meh. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, fair um, enough, mate. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. How about that weather? Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, now there is actually bad blood between us. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, the big fella's not here. I'm going to do the rugby this week, mate, because I've actually done a little bit of research oh, on it this week. Um, well, hopefully you did some research on rugby league as well, because that's the next uh, that's the next topic, mate. That's what I said, wasn't it? You said rugby, mate. It's, it's different game, oh, but let's move on. Same. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm uh, tuning in today, and I've seen that Craig Bellamy, who's the, the coach of the Storm, has uh, signed on to the end of next season, which is uh, good for them. So, because uh, we were talking about him last week and how much uh, of a good coach he is. Not up there with the best yet, apparently, but he's not far away. So, for the Storm to wrap him up for another year, that's uh, that's good there. Yeah, look, it is good. You know, there's been, uh, I guess, the calling for him to return north. Um, yeah, so, but it's great to see him, you know, just the legacy continues. He is just... Yeah, I think Chris said he probably well, – I think Chris said not yet, but he probably will be. And, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. He is just a legend of the game. It's great to see him uh, staying on with the storm. Um, and, yeah, they're on top of the ladder and taking all before them. Well, we gave a bit of a I – gave, I gave a bit of a rap last <laughs> oh, week. You did. Their offense, they struggled to put up and get the win. So oh, The Brennan curse strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the rabbits put up sixty though. I saw. I did see the rabbits get sixty over the Warriors. Um, yeah. yeah oh, look, there was 
some interesting results. Uh, so Chris will be happy. You know, the Roosters over the Knights um, just sort of keeps them in, you know, keeps them in touch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some other good results, but the Roosters, they just need to hang on. They're in fifth at the moment. They just need to hang on. Big game for them this week versus, I think they're playing the Eels, who are in, they are, who yep. are in four. Fourth. So that's, yep. if they win that, they're a chance to top four. If they get beat in that, then they're, they're out. But, um, yeah, I mean, some other results, the Dragons, the wheels are falling off the Dragons. So Chris sort of would be enjoying that, I think. Um, the Titans got over them 32-10. And the Panthers keep on winning. So they just keep on hanging on to second at the moment, 18-12 over the Broncos. Yeah. So that Roosters-Eels game is on tomorrow night, mate. So uh, for those who, who want to tune into it on Thursday night. so That will be an th- absolute cracker. That is the Thursday night. I mean, I might have a look at that. So, yeah, and look, the Dragons-Titans was one of those sort of eight-point matches. So Dragons dropped now. They were look, they were fifth or sixth only a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've dropped right away. They're in eight and just hanging on. Just hanging on. Just, yeah. All right, mate. Let's. Uh, so I think we've talked about the Olympics enough, unless there's something you want to talk about, because me and Cliffy are going to have a, have a really good yarn about it, about it later on, unless you want to join us for that. Uh, oh well you know i love it um it, <laughs> it was uh oh look just today was just a i think there was an hour a golden hour today where we we might have won three golds and three bronze in a matter of 60 minutes or something it was bloody insane six 67 minutes i believe it was so, so i didn't didn't get to, the opportunity to see any of them live and i guess that's the thing that i want to talk about is just give the give the uh, Olympic committee a bit of a, a bit of a clip over the, I guess the, the scheduling um, specifically in the pool. And I, I assume that the uh, athletics will follow the same schedule, but instead of having, you know, the heats in the morning, you know, when people are sort of sitting around the breakfast table, having their coffee and their buddy toast and Wheaties. And then at, at night when everyone's around the TV, that's the, that's the time that you get the, uh, the finals going. Oh no, we won't do that. We'll take that big basket of cash they got offered, offered to us, and, and and we'll have the finals on in the morning. Oh, yawn fest. So, um, you yeah, know, it's no, a bit boring, I mate. No, I agree with you. It's a bit, it's a bit how's your, how's your father? And uh, look, oh, look the, the good thing is that I'm working from home, so I'm sort of yeah. tuning into the into the good races that I want, you know. Um, but it's it's not great for everyone else because everyone else is at work, so... Yeah. No, and um, a shout out to Mix Boss, who's obviously tuning into this. Um, yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> sitting home watching the Olympics all day. Just be thankful the NBA is not on at the minute. <laughs> oh, mate. Fair so, yeah. Well, they wouldn't mind it if they changed the Formula One scheduling a little bit, you know, but not to the morning, but maybe just a, an hour earlier would be handy. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right, speaking of Formula One. Boom. Yeah, mate. Uh, speaking of Formula One. I thought you were going to go boo then, and I thought you were going to boo Red Bull. So- oh, mate. Red Bull. So, yeah, as expected, they were never going to let it go. And there's a couple of things that frustrate me here. So Red Bull have put in a – it's not an appeal, but it's a right to a review um, where – they now, Michael, have, have you got a minute? Oh, yeah. So now the <laughs> FIA get to review the decision um, to give, uh, I don't know, award, but to uh, give um, Hamilton a 10 second penalty for the 
the contact he made with Verstappen at Silverstone. But they've done this before, Red Bull, and it really frustrates me. They leave these appeals to the last possible moment with a view to disrupting the other team's, um, I guess, preparation for the next event. And they did it at Austria a few years ago where they actually waited until the last minute of um, before the race to appeal a Hamilton, you know, not slowing down in a yellow flag scenario. Right before the race, you got a three, like they were on the grid prepping for the race. And they gave him a three three grid penalty, and all of a sudden they had to wheel him back through the other cars, and mechanics back to fourth. Um, yeah, they just they do it all the time, Red Bull, and it's part of the reason why I don't like them. I don't like Helmut Marco. I don't like Christian Horner because they're sniveling little whingy guys that have their own little blokes like Vettel and Verstappen on a pedestal, and they won't let anyone touch them. And then when someone does. They chop them down. And it's exactly no, what's agree. happening now. I agree, mate. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so, in my opinion, mate, they should have you know like twenty four hours after the race is finished to appeal. Yep. And if not, shut up. Like, yep. That's cop, it. cop your weight. End of story. Done and dusted. Let's move on to the next race, fellas. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just yeah. It's it is frustrating and. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't affect this weekend though, because it's the last weekend before the summer break. Yes. Oh, look, and uh, so yeah, Christian Horner come out this week and said, "Oh, Hamilton has met his match in Verstappen. Met his match. Give me a break, mate. Met his match. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh. Turn it up. <laughs> Give me. A, turn it up. Turn it up, mate. I tell you what." Fair um, suck of the sauce bottle. Oh, um, so- Medi's match. Like Christian Horner. Unbelievable. Just give me a break. <laughs> so I, just, I shake my head. I shake my head at at him, mate, and the amount of absolute crap that he speaks and has spoken for quite a bit of time. A significant um, portion of time. Well, since Mark Webber was there, really. It, like, they just yeah. absolute carry on um, and they, yeah, they, 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 they go down one path when it suits them, but when it doesn't suit them, they go down the other path. And um, yeah. I just, I yeah, it's, it's not, it's not good. So. So hungry this weekend, mate. Uh, so look, hopefully, uh, Hungary's typically been all right for Williams the last couple of years. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that George can get some points this weekend. Well, this is the track, isn't it? You know, if he qualifies fast, hard to overtake here. Um, so if he can get, you know, eighth, qualify seventh or eighth or ninth, like he sort of has been, uh, he's a real chance here. Like they just, he's just got to get it off the line, mate. It's that <laughs> simple. Get it off the line. So, Hey, I, I, you know what, uh, you know what I'm praying for? I'm praying for it to be absolutely on suit and they, yeah. uh, they have to have a rolling start. I'm going for it this weekend. So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pray for that. Not that I oh, believe yeah. in Jeebus, but you know, um, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So look, it's interesting. Um, Lewis is, is, unbelievable around here he is very mighty 
around here. So, um, but I think the I think this track will suit the Red Bull this year. I think they've been faster in those sort of low speed, medium speed corners. Um, yeah, not, I think you're right. You know, so I think this will really suit them. I I can see Max winning this, unfortunately, but I really hope Lewis can just throw a Hail Mary and stick it on pole and, and make a race of it. So, yeah, so yeah. I think he's won eight. eight. He might have won eight races here or something like that. So, um, yeah, yeah it can be a battle of the strategy yeah. as well. It can be a battle of the strategy as well. So, let's see how they go. Yeah. All right, mate, let's uh, move to bet of the week. Have you got a bet this week? Ooh, you go first, mate. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, mine is a nice, easy one because there's not a huge amount of sport on. I thought all the footy seemed fairly uh, pedestrian this week. Ooh. So I thought I was going to spice it up a little bit this week. And if you go on to sports bet, they have the uh, the novelty bets. Ooh, where are they? Oh, you got to, they're hidden away. Um, sports okay. and novelties or something like that. You, you gamble responsibly. Um <laughs> It's yeah, probably okay. best to stay away from it. Um, so, but my bet of the week this week is that Henry Cavill to be the next James Bond. So, oh, but when ex- are they going to announce that? Oh, I don't know. I'm rolling oh, with it. Oh, mate, we could have. But we probably before doing... the chess championships are decided, mate. Oh, well, well, let's see about that. There we go. Can we get a can we get a market on which one will be decided first? <laughs> Oh. And that's paying eleven dollars. So uh, yeah, so and I'm I'm a fan of of Henry Cavill. He's the bloke out of The Witcher. For those who don't know, um, and it used to be Superman back in the day. Um, so Christopher yeah. Reeve, mate, he's gone. No, not not that far back in the day. Oh right, <laughs> right, right. Have you got anything, mate, or are we just going to oh, leave? Look, I did, but and I had it in my bet slip, but that. That must um, that must uh, refresh itself overnight. I was doing it yesterday. Do you know? Does it oh, do that? It's uh, it can do, yeah. Yeah. Look, but what I did have, I can't can't do the odds. But look, I think St Kilda. You said that they're, uh, they're under unders. I think they're overs a dollar forty six against Carlton. We 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 won't be beating St Kilda tomorrow night. So. Um, and then from there, I actually had the Bonts to get more than 30 possessions and be a, a goal scorer. But I just think you go St Kilda. Um, there we go. Let's do this. And I don't usually bet against the Blues. But you could go St Kilda to win by 25 plus is $2.50. And I just reckon that just that, just that in itself, mate. Um, and then load it all up on the, on the Bond. What what was yours paying? Eleven bucks. So there you go. So what what's that? Twenty seven fifty. Um, <laughs> You'll throw that as well. <laughs> yeah, St Kilda into the into the bond. Uh, St Kilda by twenty five plus over Carlton into the bond. Twenty seven fifty. You have ten dollars on that. Gamble responsibly and um, buy your wife some roses and a bottle of bubbles and. Um, this, is, this is why we don't have a bet with mates account. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Well, let's leave it there for that for this week. Uh, that's going to do us, I think. And uh, we'll uh, we'll chat to everyone next week.
Yeah, let, let's do that, mate. And um, I hope uh, the, the big fella's feeling a bit better. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up with everyone next week.